2: Hurry into the wrap-up the year sales event at your local Ram dealer for great deals on the trucks that give you all the power you need and all the luxury you could ask for. Now get 10% below MSRP for an average of 6,219 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab, not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 6,219 average based on 10% below average MSRP from all 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from
0: dealer stock by 1224. In just 10 minutes, I was covered, and boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me.
3: Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com
4: audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. So with his, he's not going to do a live painting. It doesn't require that. But when you're submitting the evidence, there's a slot where you have to show um, media coverage, um, his social media handles, so that when they go there, they'll see how he creates the paintings and all of that. So yes, he's supposed to participate in an exhibition and sell the works. If he doesn't sell the work, He's not, he's not qualifying for that record. Okay, well, so it means that we should come around and patronise some of Ace's works. Uh, we, we, do we have some behind-the-scenes videos of him painting, actually, like, starting a painting and pulling through to the end where people can actually say that, okay, so this is Liam. I have been a witness um, seeing him paint. Um, he's not done yet. He's still in his elements right now. But uh, do you think we would... Um get those kind of like works, like videos and all that of um, Ace yes. trying to paint. I have actually posted um, all of his behind the scenes on his social media handle, which is at Ace underscore Liam underscore paints. So A-C-E underscore L-I-A-M underscore paints. So all the behind the scenes are there, every single painting. So far he's done 12 paintings, including this 13. So all the behind the scenes will be there. From six months up until now, six months old. That was when he started painting. Bigger works are when he was younger. The more he grows, I think I'm able to accommodate him on a smaller canvas. But when he was younger, it's more like body movements and spreading the paint. So the canvas size are as big as the floor. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that is interesting. Now Ace wants to paint the whole of my body right now, but um what has been has he started selling any of his paintings yet so I had a few people reach out before the exhibition to want to buy his work but the thing is if I sell the work I wouldn't get the receipts from the exhibition to prove the record title so I asked them to wait so most of the sales will be done I haven't sold any of his paintings prior to the exhibition yes Okay so with the exhibition let's let's come to the exhibition what should patients expect how long is it going to last Okay, so the exhibition is the Sound Out premiere exhibition happening at the Museum of Science and Technology from the 15th of December to 21st of January 2024. Every Every single day. Every single day. But then on the 15th, which is tomorrow, Friday, the opening is specifically from 5 to 8 p.m. That is where we are going to be introduced to the artist and everything. So that day is when he's making his record attempt so that it's official. But then for the rest of the month and then the continuing days, you can still pass by. His works will still be exhibited. And you can come with your kids, let them check out his paintings, come in your numbers to support. When I first entered here, I thought it was a school because it has all these chairs. So I thought, like, oh, students are supposed to be here. Is it a school? Do you teach and all that? So Art & Cocktail Studio is a and paint company. People coming around to have fun and experience painting. So that's what we do at Art & Cocktail Studio. That is why we have tables and chairs there. It looks like Ace wants to paint everywhere. He paints everywhere. How, how do you deal with this? He's painting everywhere. He wants to paint my skin. He wants to paint my dress. He he wants to paint everywhere. How, how do you deal with this? Oh, my God. So on a normal day, he doesn't do this. I'm actually surprised with what he's doing. That, that's Ace painting school. Um, so... Today is actually his hour day, so I need to go and take his books or his exam. Oh, wow, yeah, have painted. He's painting the Joy News microphone. I need to go and take his books. But I think one time I saw like pound printing. So the teachers are teaching them the basics too. So I feel like he's in a more controlled environment in school when he's painting. But here, I just let him be when he's here. Alright, so just as we've heard from Ace Mother, the Guinness World Record Challenge for the World Youngest Artist is um, kick tomorrow at the uh, Museum of Science and technology, uh, so we should all be there in our numbers to support him. Um, just as we always say, we are trying to put Ghana on the map. We've had a couple of people trying to do challenges, um, just as we've, we've seen a lot of people trying to do that. It's a big win for Ghana when we support each other. So I'm expecting to see you all um, at the exhibition, which runs through from tomorrow through till um, January 21st. Uh, for join News, I am Jacqueline and Samar Iabua.
5: And it's 3 p.m. here in Accra. Here on The polls, we're talking about the Ghana Revenue Authority defending the strategic mobilization Limited, to insisting that the company saved the state more than 3 billion cities. We have details as the fourth estate dares, SML, to publish their contracts with the finance ministry coupled uh, with their earnings if they cast out some details of their documentary titled The $3 Billion Lie. Of course, the uh, billion cities line will get you uh, details on that uh, as, uh, of course, the Ghana revenue authorities this afternoon putting out a statement on the matter. Also district level elections uh, and uh, more is happening. It, uh, the exercise is ending with uh, the Electoral Commission, uh, of course, uh, focusing on areas... In the uh, areas or East Mampusi municipality of the northeast region uh, where the exercise is expected to uh, take off and also other parts in the coming days. We'll tell you more as we engage the Electoral Commission. As a nominee to the Supreme Court, uh, Justice Henry. Uh, Anthony Kofi is refuting claims. uh, President Akufo has packed the Supreme Court with NPP-aligned charges.
6: The 15 is clearly, as far as I'm concerned, I don't understand what is meant by packing. But it's not packing. There are of now, the three that you are talking about, they have retired.
5: More coming your way uh, here on The Pulse. The Pulse is always brought to you by Global Communities, Digmi, Lua, Affordable, Safe, Sanitation. We're on DSTV, Channel 421, TV Channel 125. This is The Pulse. And bless us, We're going to join you. This is independent, fearless and credible. we we'll get to details shortly.
7: to
2: Ghana, which is selling the longest...
5: starts with the district-level elections, which has just uh, ended inconclusively in some electoral areas in the East Manpursi municipality of the Northeast region. The elections uh, was announced uh, in the Langbasi area uh, after unidentified individuals snatched and destroyed two ballot boxes. The unidentified individuals also launched violent attacks on some of the voters, leading to the injury of uh, three. Persons, as we're learning, in uh, Boku electoral area, fighting uh, broke out between supporters of the aspirants. One person was injured and hospitalized this morning. Three aspirants uh, within the areas affected have massed up at the office of the Electoral Commission demanding some fresh. Uh, elections uh, to take place in the area. Elias Tanko is our man on the grounds uh, joining us now with more on this. Uh, Ilya. so let's uh, get to the details um, of what's happening in the area. What can you report? So,
2: well, uh, like you said, uh, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Yeah, so, like you said, in the language, uh electoral area, we understand yesterday the election ended. Inconclusively. This morning, we have uh, aspirants from that particular electoral area currently at the EC office in the Eastman Bam municipality uh, making uh, some demands, including the rerun of this particular election. According to this, uh, this grantor uh, confesses that uh, during the voting, some individuals uh, invaded the police station. And uh, took control or t- took away two ballot boxes. One was completely destroyed, and the ballots inside uh, were torn. Uh, other was one of the ballot boxes was also taken uh, to an unknown uh, location. We understand the police was able to intervene and retrieve uh, these two ballot boxes. Uh, now the contestants are rejecting. Uh, the quality of this particular ballot box. So they are demanding a rerun of this particular election in the long-term uh,
5: So in terms of the security arrangements now, what's happening, and uh, has the EC made any uh, pronouncements?
2: In the local electoral area. area, we understand it.
5: Any? Yeah, I'm just asking about the current uh, security situation now, and if there's any uh, pronouncements by the electoral commission now on what might happen in terms of the calls for a rerun of that exercise. Uh, We seem to have a a challenge connecting with Ileansu there, but um, some areas within the Mamprosi municipality experiencing challenges um, in terms of the district level elections, uh, violence erupting in some parts of, uh, you know, that community as well, raising concerns and lots of people, we understand, uh, have masked up at the um, EC outlets there. Uh, asking for a rerun of the election as to why that's, uh, that's the case. Of course, also bringing us up to speed. We'll uh, reconnect with him shortly just to get a bit more uh, of the answers. And
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes.
5: and try as much as possible to get through to the EC as well for some explanation on what's happening uh, we'll get all of that uh, and more for you shortly please stay with us uh, and uh, of course uh, for those of uh, you who are wondering uh, what's uh, happening in the area uh, we do know that uh, this is a, t- a twin situation happening up north uh, the reason for which uh, we're uh, still learning of the fine details that are just uh, coming through to us. Elias Tanko there are uh, giving us a bit of an update. We'll reconnect with him shortly and uh, bring you some uh, updates. Please stay.
3: Still on monitoring the electoral processes in this year's district-level election, we've moved from GAN Central to Ghana North, where we are catching up with Dr. John Holm, who is the uh, parliamentary candidate-elect on the NDC tickets for this uh, constituency. Honourable, thank you for joining us for a brief conversation. Thank you
2: very much.
3: I'd like to know, in your perspective, how, what have you observed so far, and what do you think about the electoral processes since morning?
2: Well, uh, it's, it's very good. So far, so good. A uh, few places that I visited this morning, the exercise is going on smoothly. Um one or two things has been observed that is the turnouts at certain places are quite a bit low uh, but coming to Pokwasi eletra area i realized the turnout is much appreciable
3: we know that the ndc is not particularly excited about the uh, not using the indelible ink as we've done for years now and what do you think because some of the officials have told us that they've not had any problems yet With the software, what do you think or what have you observed, in your opinion, the processes without the indelible ink?
2: Well, uh, it's not the traditional thing we know of uh, our election processes in Ghana. Uh, So it's got a new thing, which I think is not the best for us. What about, I think it's it's a recipe for, for any disaster.
5: Let's get more uh, on the telephone lines now, uh, and of course, uh, get some updates uh, from the electoral commission uh, as they are now uh, about to provide us with some updates on their general assessment of the district-level uh, elections. Dr. Sirivakwik, who is director general of the uh, director of electoral services, I should say, of the electoral commission, uh, joining us now. Thank you, sir, for your time. Uh, your own assessment of what's happening so far: reports of violence in some parts of the north. Uh, what's the national picture? in Terms of the reports uh, the EC can render, Dr. Serebo Kweku. I hope you can hear me, sir. Dr. Serebo Kweku, I hope you can hear me now. Uh, we will uh, just uh, reconnect with Dr. Serebo Kweku uh, shortly, but, doc, I'm of course, uh, we'll be getting more details um, f- uh, for you, but uh, joining us now is uh, the Deputy uh, Commissioner uh, of uh, the EC, Dr. Bosman Asari, who's uh, on with us. Um, thank you, uh, Doc, for spending some time with us. I was just, apologies there, I thought it was Dr. Srivalka. The question about, you know, your assessment of the uh, exercise so far, uh, reports we're hearing from Up North and all of that, what's your own, uh, you know, assessment based on the, the exercise so far?
8: Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to your viewers. In terms of our assessment, uh, concerning what transpired yesterday, uh, the pro- all, all the various regions had a very smooth exercise. It's unfortunate that we couldn't have it in all the districts in the eastern region and some few electoral areas in the Ashanti region. But the reports that came to us last night and this morning are clear indications that uh, the processes were conducted in a very, very professional manner. In some places, the turnout uh, happened to be very high. In some places too, especially in Great Chakra, it was low. We are just waiting for tomorrow to finish uh, the remaining voting in the electoral areas in the Ashanti region, as well as the Eastern region, so that we'll be able to come up with the main findings from this exercise. But if what transpired yesterday was anything to go by, uh, everything generally went on very, very well.
5: Uh, the uh, domestic election observers are already raising concerns about the uh, process so far. They say that you have, uh, of course, not delivered what what, should, what is expected to have been a smooth um, district-level elections. Uh, of course, the national coordinator for the group, uh, Eugene, i in raising a, a uh, Albertine uh, raising a number of uh, concerns about even the printing of the ballots. so w- what's the um, you know factor accounting for the problems we've witnessed in terms of the issuance of the ballot papers
8: i think we've, we've had several people trying to criticize uh, what, what transpired yesterday you know running elections especially at the district level elections is so different it's, it's more complex uh, it's, it has, and the features are so different from that of the presidential and the parliamentary. You know, with this election, what happens is that each, you are doing the elections in each electoral area. So you take a place, a, a particular district, for example, you can have different elections in about 33 areas for the unit committee as well as another 33 for the uh, assembly. So this is a very, very different one. The commission was strongly of the view that everything must be held on the 19th, but we had some last-minute technical challenges. As a result of that, the ballot papers delayed in some of these areas. So you you look at, of the 16 regions, we're able to send the ballot papers to all the districts, all the electoral areas in 14 of them. In Ashanti region, where we have almost 1,087 electoral areas, we're able to have uh, ballot papers for both the unit and the assembly in almost about 806 of the electoral areas in the in the eastern region although we were able to get the ballot papers for almost 20 of the regions in some of the regions we had some delays so the thinking of the commission was that in order to have a, very, a level playing field why don't we postpone it too uh, Thursday, so that's why the rest uh, of the districts is it, are going to have the elections on, on
5: Thursday. So is it your assessment that what, what transpired, uh, leading to you know the subsequent announcement from the EC that you'd have to defer the process, is has nothing to do with the issuance of the ballot papers?
8: It has it has nothing to do with what?
5: With the issuance of the ballot papers, I'm asking.
8: No, the ballot, as I indicated, some in some of the uh, places, the ballot papers delayed some of the places, the ballot papers were there around 9.30 a.m. And the thinking of the commission was that once we've announced that the process will begin at 7 a.m., it will be appropriate to give them another opportunity so that all of them will be able to start at 7 a.m. And we noticed that those places, too, were several. For example, in the eastern region, we're looking at almost about 16 or so districts. In Ashanti region, we're looking at over 200 electoral areas. And, and just again to, uh, to clarify, the commission is fully prepared that by tomorrow all of them are going to have their elections. Uh,
5: you don't see you know, a, a late uh, an arrangement with a private uh, you know, uh, company that's printing this as the problem? Because uh, Cordeo appears to be uh, citing that as part of the challenge, indicating that you contracted these organizations um, very late in the day, uh, a reason for which we experienced what we experienced. I'm, I'm not getting that question well. I'm saying that Kodeo uh, argues that you contracted the, the private um, company that printed this, uh, all the ballot papers, late in the day, a reason for which we uh, cited what happened, leading to the deferment of the, of the process uh, to tomorrow. I'm asking if that's not part of the challenge we have. Hello, sir. And uh, Dr. Osman Asan is the uh, Deputy Commissioner of the Electoral Commission uh, speaking to us uh, on you know, uh, the exercise we're expecting tomorrow. Uh, we'll reconnect with him uh, shortly to get some clarity on that. Concerns about the, um, the ballots and also what's uh, likely to happen tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if we having joined us uh, back again. Uh, but at North, we are already, uh, you know, learning of uh, reports of violence, as Ilya Sutanko, our reporter there, uh, pointing out, and of course, citing some issues that might have been leading to this. Uh, Dr. Bosman Asari, if you can hear me, apologies for that. I-, I was just pointing once more to what it is that Cordero uh, appears to cite as a problem. The issue about uh, the contractual arrangements between those who are printing the ballot papers, the claim is that you contracted them late in the day, a reason for which we're seeing what we're seeing
8: know how or where could uh, could you go that particular information but uh, to be frank with you as I indicated they've been working with us they know our timelines and we also know our timelines when we have have to give to them for the time for them to also print and I pointed out we had some technical challenges no certain technical challenges are such that once they come up it will be very very difficult to overcome and as an institution when these things happen we do learn from it a lot. We don't think it's so fatal because, as I indicated, uh, these are elections that are held at various electoral areas, and you are dealing with, you are talking of of almost about 12,400 different elections, and the commission has been able to do them in almost 12,000 of them. We have a few more to go. It's unfortunate that we couldn't deliver everything yesterday, but again, we we want to assure each and everyone that come tomorrow, all the outstanding districts in the eastern region and the 200 or so electoral areas in the Ashanti region, they are going to be having their voting tomorrow.
5: Uh, In what ways have you addressed the technical challenge uh, to give the assurance to those who uh, might have to queue up again and to be sure that tomorrow when they show up at the polling stations, there won't be a challenge again?
8: No, we've we've addressed them. It's not in my position to say what we've actually done. And I know for the electorate, what they are looking forward to is to have their ballot papers at their various polling stations, and we've been able to do that. So as I indicated again, come tomorrow, once they visit their polling stations, they are going to have their ballots, they will be able to vote from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m.
5: Uh, some of the political parties already raising concerns about the process. Uh, some NDC MPs pointing out that uh, this is a simply a foreshadow of what's likely to happen in the next elections. The fact that uh, you're not prepared uh, to organize the national elections, uh, given what's happening at the district level. Anything to go by?
8: Oh, I think anyone, anyone who believes in that or comes to that particular conclusion doesn't appreciate or doesn't understand uh, the differences between the district level elections
5: and the parliamentary uh, well uh, the beauty of technology there we're trying to uh, re-establish uh, the connection with uh, dr bosman Asare, who's and um, you know providing some updates on what to expect tomorrow uh, there's also uh, the question as to um you know which areas or perhaps which regions uh, will now be participating in the exercise. We know that parts of the Eastern and Ashanti region. Uh, we'll see if we can map out the areas um, so you're clear on what's happening uh, tomorrow for those of you in the Ashanti and parts of the Eastern region. Uh, we'll get all of those details uh, for you shortly, but uh, we're just uh, getting that assurance coming through from the Electoral Commission that the exercise will continue um, tomorrow. Uh, and we've lost uh, Dr. Bosman Asari. You're watching a uh, with With bless us, and we'll be right back. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, Let's find out if, uh, you know, the connection is better now. Uh, Dr. Bosman Asari, uh, apologies there. We we lost you briefly um, while you were making that point. Hello, Doc. Uh, We we still seem to uh, have uh, some challenges. Dr. Bosman Asari, one more time if you can hear me. Um, You know, we lost you briefly when you were making that point. Not a favourable day for us, uh, but uh, of course uh, let's let, uh, give it a bit more time to see if uh, we can have uh, Dr. Bosman Asari uh, come on. Uh, very pertinent questions, uh, a lot of concerns emerging um, you know, in relation to uh, the process which we'll bring to you shortly, uh, but uh, we could of course talk about some more issues happening uh, today, uh, also in Parliament as we know it. President Akufeng is to the Supreme Court, uh, Justice Henry Anthony Coffey has been fighting claims that there are too many judges on the apex court. Now, the president has nominated a total of some 18 judges to the Supreme Court and has been accused of parking the court with NPP-aligned judges. Answering the question uh, of Hassan tampoli at the Appointments Committee today, the current uh, Court of Appeal judge opined that the current workload on the highest court does not make the number of judges there too many.
6: A high number. The well, honorable member has actually set out some of the jurisdictions of the of the Supreme Court. Very wide jurisdiction. Sometimes people just say, oh, even the US they have nine. Why do we have twelve? Why do we have fifteen and sixteen? We 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 we, we compare different things from different environment different systems. If you three last week and I can say this, I was Trying to call a Supreme Court judge on phone.
1: <coughs> she... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax.
0: Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Pick the call, call the call at 5:30. He
6: tomado la llamada a las 5.30. Dice, mi I yo vi tu llamada, pero estamos sentados de las 9 a.m. a las 4.30. had 29 casos. That's at the Supreme Court, not a High Court, not at a Court of law. And if you if you look at the fifty, the twelve that we have now, there are actually two panels. Only five, five. There are only two judges extra left. The Supreme Court sits five. Five. If they are dealing with a constitutional matter, seven. So with the twelve, we actually have only one panel five more. So the 15 is clearly, as far as I'm concerned, I don't understand what is meant by packing. But it's not packing. It's, there are, as of now, the three that you are talking about, they have retired. And if, in fact, it's it's not three, actually four retired. So if you leave the three who have retired, you have to fill the vacancy. Otherwise, The current crop of a Supreme Court judges, very soon they will start falling off, given the volume of work at the Supreme Court and the jurisdiction. Because everybody, every case, and I can say this every case that starts from the High Court now, about 90% end up at the Supreme Court. Because in our system, we seem to have an open door policy. Every case that starts from the Supreme Court, it could even start from the Circuit Court. The and then you move, you move all the way to the Supreme Court. My Lord, the,
5: US, you can't can I? the Supreme Court does not uh, preside over uh, trials concerning uh, offences of illegal mining, Justice Kofi says. The courts must uh, take some action.
6: Supreme Court, the question of trial of gallam cases. is, is that's not right, because the Supreme Court is not a track court in that sense. So the Galamsea cases will not come to the the Supreme Court. But I agree with you the havoc work being done by Galamse and I think that the attitude of the judiciary where the evidence is produced and the accused persons are found for the judiciary to impose harsh Sentences. That one, I agree with you entirely. Because of the environmental hazards, the damage, the destruction that have been caused to our environment, to our river bodies, to the farmlands across the country. But the Supreme Court doesn't yet hear to say cases as a trial court.
5: A good time now to uh, cross over to Parliament, uh, where the. Uh, Vetting is uh, underway for some more. uh, Of course, normally the Supreme Court. uh, We have live pictures
7: there.
9: I should give my brother from Ahafo every support that I can (laughs) mash to make sure he passes because it is the first of its kind happening to the people of Ahafo. I can only say that congratulations. The good Lord <laughs> who has brought you from that place to where you are today? And looking at the wisdom you are espousing before this committee, you are going to make us proud. Congratulations. Thank and you. And I speaker, our IH colleagues that the nominee before us is a seven appeal called justice. Very competent, Mr. Speaker. And is capable of delivering on the mandate. On this note, I urge colleagues to minimize the number of questions <laughs> because we have sat for several hours so that we can make time for other duties. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Oh, thank no, you, uh,
10: Honorable
11: uh, Chair. Mr. Speaker,
9: uh, no, no, no. thank you very much. I think Honorable Eric Opoku must commend the President for the nominee <laughs> nomination. And, Mr. Speaker, I know the nominee very well. I've practiced before him, and I have no doubt about his competence. Just to say congratulations. Thank you.
10: Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh,
7: yes, well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. And congratulations, Mr. Nominee.
10: Thank you, Honorable Chair. As
7: you've witnessed yourselves, we are really, really constrained. In, in how far we can go because our seniors have given you the, the green light. But I'm just curious on your your your, your CV. Place of uh, date of birth, 27 February 1971. So next year you'll be 52, right?
10: Hello, Chair. I'm 52 at the moment. I'll be 53 in February.
7: So 53 next year, February. And uh, the retirement age at the Supreme Court is, uh, so I, I'm wondering what, why he wants to go and spend 18 years sitting at the, Supreme, at the Supreme Court. Why do you want to sacrifice all your life sitting at the, you know, the aura of it, the, even when I see you and I say hello, you can't turn. I mean, I know. So how, why do you want to do that to yourself? Thank you.
10: Thank you, Honorable Chair. When I was introducing myself, I, I indicated that I wanted to build a career on the bench. And I think this is a logical consequence of a decision I took in 2003, 20 years ago. And therefore, by the grace of God, I am prepared for all the contingencies. Thank you very much.
12: Yes. Thank you very much. Congratulations, my lord. Thank I, you. Your, your, you. CV, your CV speaks to someone who is very passionate about admiralty and maritime law and other extant matters related to it. Now, are you familiar with the workings of the Regional Maritime University?
10: I'm not familiar with it. What I know about it is an institution that trains students in maritime law.
12: Thank you. So going through your CV, I have not seen that you have done any work with them. I think it's important that you cast your attention towards that area and see how you are able to assist the school to grow. It's a very important. Currently I have about five people from my constituency undertaking ratings training. I think they every now and again. It's very important that you know you help to ship you know
10: <laughs> the advice is worth taking. Mr. Chairman Thank you, you have to you know,
12: cage him. He's distracting. I say you know if you have a lake you're treating people for the <laughs> sea <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mr Chairman uh, truly, I don't have any river. But the truth of the matter is that a country like Philippines has a lot of seafarers, over five hundred thousand seafarers around the world, and there are vessels all over the country. There are a lot of you know work, you know, in the maritime area. They need barbers, they need cooks, they need cleaners, they need all manner of professionals and so on and so forth. And all of them are trained there. So we give them the nuances of you know admiralty law they are able to you know work in those areas but your your cv shows that you have a lot of extra work apart from being a court of appeal judge chairman this vice chairman that and a litany of them now given the jurisdiction and the workload are you able to you are younger relatively but the the workload too is, is heavy are you able to to combine
10: We'll give up some. Um, th- thank you, Honorable Chair. I, uh, we must also help the system to work well, and therefore, if, for instance, the Chief Justice thinks that there's an assignment you can discharge to aid the administration of the judiciary, I don't think you need to, to turn it down. So far, we've been managing and I think it's been manageable. Thank you very much. I wish you well. Thank you, Honorable Chair.
11: Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable
6: Chair. Honorable nominee, congratulations once more. Um,
5: Honorable Chair, I just also want to... What you're watching now uh, is uh, the vetting, which is underway for a number of uh, judges being nominated to the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, We are listening in and, of course, uh, following uh, some of the questions coming through. Uh, And uh, we will definitely be uh, crossing you uh, over shortly uh, where, of course, uh, in Parliament, that exercise is underway. Uh, Of course, we do know that a number of judges have taken their turn, uh, raising a number of uh, concerns even about reforms going forward. Uh, We can just listen in uh, to what's happening now.
11: Come on the bench and uh, congratulate him on the nomination Clearly, everybody around this uh, table speaks highly of you and your performance. But the whole day we've been concerned about the public perception, about the judiciary, uh, the administration of justice, perception of corruption and etc. But everybody today is saying that you've been an outstanding judge from the lower courts to the high court up to the Court of Appeal. As a judge, you have control over your court. The prosecution in your court, you have control over them. The accused person, you have control. The plaintiff, the defendants, and your court clerks. How, from your experience, and haven't done so well and risen so fast, from your experience, how will judges go about changing that negative perception of the judiciary?
10: Thank you, Honorable Chair. I think uh, corruption in the judiciary uh, is a worrying phenomenon. And um, sometimes I tell myself that there may be pockets uh, of one or two officers here and there. But I think the perception is over-exaggerated. Because in my view, when they talk about corruption in the judiciary, they lump everybody who has something to do with administration of justice into it and brand it as corruption in the judiciary. The police investigators are part of us, the prosecutors are part of us, and all that. And therefore, that is uh, the, the worrying part. That is not to say that from time to time uh, you will not find uh, a judge